Good morning, everybody, uh, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Today's date is March 24th, 2020, and uh, today we're going to be reading uh, from the Big Book, uh, uh, and we're going to be on page 99, the very first paragraph that starts, After They Have Seen, and we're going to do one paragraph. Um, Today's readers are uh, Katie F., Nancy P., and Allison L. Uh, for the text, for the steps is Tamara C., and for the traditions is Catherine M. <clears throat> um, the reference numbers for yesterday, March 23rd, 7 a.m. meeting was 14,294, and the 10 a.m. meeting was 14,000. 295. OA Preamble. O Readers Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self <coughs> excuse me. We're self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the OA's 12 steps, through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its member, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through um, abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Tamara C. to read the 12 steps. Tamara? Good morning. It's Tamara C. in Charleston, South Carolina. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to Canada. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. All right. Thank you. I'm now going <clears> to... <throat> Excuse me. I'm now going to ask Catherine M. to read the 12 traditions. Catherine. Good morning, Catherine M. Coming from Lawrence, Kansas. The 12 traditions of, of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Number two, for a group purpose, there is but one loving authority. The loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Number three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Number four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Number five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Number six, no OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Number seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Number eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Number nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Number 10, Overeater Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Number 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Number 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. Okay, thank you. Um, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature. Then we stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and uh, literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers 
should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 99, the first paragraph. And I'm going to ask KDF to begin reading. Good morning. This is KDF, a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. After they have been after they have seen tangible results, the family will perhaps want to go along. These things will come to pass naturally and in good time provided, however, the alcoholic continues to demonstrate that he can be sober, considerate, and helpful, regardless of what anyone says or does. Of course, we all fall, fall much below this standard many times, but we must try to repair the damage immediately, lest we pay the penalty by a spree. So there's a lot of things that come up to for me in this paragraph because after I had been absent for one year, one of my sisters said, you know, hey, what are you what are you doing exactly? And so I explained it to her and she joined me on this um path and was with me for ten years and then decided it wasn't for her. And my other two sisters and my mother joined me on this path. Um but only following a food plan for after I had been in the rooms for or recovered for seven years, six or seven years. And, and they too, you know, after a number of years, they fell by the wayside. And, you know, I didn't, that, that couldn't be um, the reason for me to also say, well, forget this program. It doesn't work, you know, just because it doesn't work for them doesn't mean it doesn't work for me. And so the key part is that I have to continue to be considerate and helpful regardless of what anyone else says or does. And, you know, now um, in my life, I mean, people don't, when when bad things happen or things are crazy, they don't say, oh, are you going to be able to stay absent through this? Are you going to be okay? You know, it's not um, like I'm hanging on by this, this little flimsy thread of a program. You know, people look to me to be a source of strength because I have gone through so many other things in the past. And so, of course, I'm going to go through whatever is going down today. And, you know, that's the beauty of this program is that we're not dependent on other people. We're dependent on our higher power and our higher power gets us through whatever is going on. And, you know, the last part, it says we must try to repair the damage immediately lest we pay the penalty with a spray. Um, so that's what I always have to remember, you know, every day as I go to review my day at the end of the day, if there's something that needs to be repaired, I have to repair it. I can't just, you know, put, shove things under and say, oh, well, you know, I was just having a bad day. No, I have to, I have to constantly keep my side of the street clean. And I can't do that if I'm, you know, looking for an excuse to have a spree. That's the farthest thing from my mind is looking for an excuse. I'm looking for a way out of this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And I have found it. And it doesn't matter what um, other people around me do or say, I can stay abstinent in all conditions. And with that, I'll pass. Okay, Katie, thank you for getting us started. All right, if you uh, uh, haven't shared in the last couple of days, we're going to invite you to put your name out and, and share your experience, strength, and hope. 
uh, as it relates to this paragraph. If you had, we ask you to maybe hold back and let somebody else have a chance. So, Charles H. Uh, all right. Leia. Leia. Stacy J. Stacy J. Oh, Maria. Elena C. Maya K. Nancy P. I know I missed, lot, um, I know I missed a lot of people here because my pen was uh, not cooperating. Uh, I've got Charles H. I've got Leah H. I've got Kim G. I have Elena and I have Dorita P. Nancy P. Reva P. Nancy J. And Nancy P. I'm going to call. I'm going to. Cut it right there for now. Nancy P. I got you, Nancy. And here's who I have. I have Charles H., Leah, Kim G., Elena, Dorita, Stacy, and Nancy P. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and get going, Charles. You're up. Thank you very much, Greg. Um, tangible results. We all fall way short of the mark. Repair the damage. That... It sounds like page 84 to me. Uh, repair the damage. Um, I'm not going to get no extra credit. I got a living problem um, every single day. And, and, and the, more, the more open I am to 10 steps, you know, the better my life will be. I'm going to make damage every single day. There's damage all around. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not no Mother Teresa type or – I'm not no super OA guy or nothing like that. I came in here on a losing streak. Um, you know, forget the food being down. Life, life is down. Life is down, right? But this, this program, let me tell you, it's drama. It's drama in the world. Um, and, 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 uh, and, and I can be all right today. I'm not saying, um, you know, it's, it's, it's picket fences and white picket fences and, what y'all be saying? The, the unicorns? I ain't never seen a unicorn in the hood before, but you know what I'm saying? I'm okay, and, and I thank my higher power that, that I'm essential, right? And I'm not wearing it like no badge. I'm just grateful because there's a lot of things going on, you know, especially in the family. And, you know, I can rem I like what I heard somebody say that, you know what? Oh, yeah, my man said it, but I ain't jacking nobody's names because that's not what we do here. We jack the big book. I jacked the big book. I ain't jacking no 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 human because there's no human power. But somebody said the other day that you know what, this is getting escalated. Maybe I should step away from this right now or something along those lines. That's what repairing some of the damage can do. Minding my business, staying off of Facebook sometime a little something something, and just moving on. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Charles. Okay, next up we have Leia H, followed by Kim G, and then Elena P, I think it is. Leia? Hi, um, this is Leia S, S and Sam, okay. um, from Brooklyn, New York, and very grateful. Thank you very much, Craig. Uh, but we must try to repair the damage immediately, lest we pay the penalty by a spree. Oh, my God. This is not a diet. <laughs> this is a program. This is including the diet that, or the the plan, the food plan that I'm going to have. And um, 
we need this is this is telling me and warning me to immediately go into the steps and and to get myself um going because um I need to have all these steps understood and it works in accordance with your diet and this is a way of life and thank god that I have this way of life my God, I wouldn't be able to survive with all the people and everyone's personalities and everyone always home and trying to find um, my own little space in my apartment. And if if things did not change for me, then then who knows where I would be. And I'll tell you something. Up until now, it was a diet, but the diet stopped at some point. And thank God it didn't stop since 2014. My food plan has remained. And there are so many other things in life. And, um, and, 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 and it doesn't have to be about the food anymore. It has to be about elevating myself to a different level. And, oh boy, I wouldn't survive it again without doing that each and every single day. Thank you for letting me share. Okay, thank you for sharing. Uh, next up, we have Kim G, uh, followed by Elena and then Dorita. Kim? Good morning, Craig. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, and I've been recovered since January 2011. And I just love the first few words, after, after they have seen tangible results. So, so what did my family see the first decade and a half in OA? <clears throat> they saw me have abstinence and then relapse, abstinence and relapse. They saw me make amends and then continue to do the same harm. They saw me make promises that this time will be different and then it never was. One of my favorite sayings is, your actions are so loud, I cannot hear a word that you're saying. So my words meant nothing because my actions continued to be back into the disease, back into the disease. You know, this, this makes me think of a lot of the language I hear in the big book, in the ninth step. I hear the language that I need to be calm, frank, and open, to have tact and common sense. I have to tell you, I could never do that until I did steps one through eight. In Bill's story, it talks about Eddie Cummington, and he did no ranting in just a matter-of-a-fact way. I can't do that unless I've done these steps. You know, this makes me think about, I've been at the same job for 19 years and I've been recovered for nine of them. And a few years ago, I was um, with my boss, and I had just yelled at somebody, and I was upset about it, having yelled at him. And I said, you know, Dean, I can't believe that I yelled at Larry. And she's like, wow, that doesn't happen much anymore. And that anymore was vibrating because she was right. For the first 10 years she knew me, I was a raging lunatic. I can still keep, catch her once in a while in meetings, giving me the side eye, wondering, is that girl that stirred the pot, the one who was the gossip, the one who was always trying to make things you know, um, drama go on, and that's not who I am today. But why is that? Because she's seen me be consistent. She's seen tangible results over the last four years, I mean, the last nine years. You know, you know, one of the complaints I often hear about Vision for You is the same damn voices share every single day. And I have to tell you, I have that complaint sometimes, too. I think people need to back the heck up a lot of times. But I have to tell you what amazes me is, is this going to be eight years in, in um, July that this meeting's been around. And we have some of the same voices since 2012. 
that is so comforting to me. There are tangible results on this line. And I don't know about you, but that's rare in my OA experience. If I go away and I come back, it's usually the people that were abstinent six months ago are all in the food right now. So what the big book allows me to do, it allows me to be consistent. It allows the people in my life to see tangible results, not just in the meetings, but in my family and at work and in my community. And it's only by them seeing those tangible results that people are going to believe me because I am a really good BSer and I can really talk a good game, but it isn't until I back that up with, with action that I now have credibility. And with that, I pass. Okay. Thank you, Kim. Uh, next, we have Elena, followed by Dorita, followed by Stacy. Elena? Good morning, everyone. My name is Elena C., and I'm a compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And I, um, I am so grateful to be here and hear your comments. Awesome. And I just, uh, this paragraph, along with the whole chap- chapter, reminds me how I cannot coexist on my own, that I um, have a responsibility to myself and those around me. So, and, you know, my, um, it wasn't my eating that has done damage. It was just what I did as a result of my not being able to cope with my uncomfortable emotions, you know, and um, those are the those are things that I need to take care of. And it's a consistent, it's just like Kim said, it's a consistent, you know, it's a daily thing that I need to check myself out for these behaviors that, um, that are not helping anybody, not even me. And um, so, and it, it is a dance. It's kind of a give and take in a family and, Nobody can do this on their own. Um, the support of the family is very important. And, you know, at times, families cannot be supportive, supportive. And I need to remember that. I need to remember that, that, you know, it's, they have their own higher power of their own understanding. And it's, that's leading them in whatever path they choose. And um, I'm not the higher power to be able to, I mean, to, like, um, direct everything. So the truth is that um, I just need to continue to, like, access my higher power on a daily basis and ask my higher power what's good for me and my family. Because here's the thing. I don't know. God on my higher power, only my higher power knows was it good for, for me and my family? Sometimes, you know, there's conflict. Sometimes there's there's good times. And um, without my higher power, there's no way I can make it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Okay, thank you, Elena. Um, next up, we have Dorita P., then Stacy, then Nancy P. Dorita? Thank you, Craig. Thank you so much for your service. My uh, name is Dorita Pippen, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I'm real grateful to be here. It's a privilege and honor to be at a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Everybody do not get this opportunity for whatever reason, so I'm really grateful I have a seat here. 
Yes, it says that after they have seen tangible results, and and I like after they have seen. Um, yeah, I think my family have seen some tangible results in me, you know, over the years or through the years. Um, and um, and it's a wonderful thing, and I like this next part. The family will perhaps want to go alone. My mom has uh, surprised me, actually. Um, her and I used to butt heads all the time, but now um, we're kind of at peace with each other, and, and it's just really a beautiful thing. Um, just one example, uh, I was in a car accident, I don't know, a few months back, and I haven't replaced my car yet, and I, I was using my mom's car one day, and... Um, she uh she uh something happened to her eye and she had to go to the emergency room and she called me um but my ringer was off i don't know if it, it was off i don't think it was off from a meeting but it was just off and so i didn't hear her call um so later i found that my sister took her to the uh hospital um and you know I was expecting her to, like, be upset with me, like, you know, because, you know, I'll turn my phone off in a minute. I'll turn it off or I'll have the ringer off, and people know that. Um, So I just was thinking, well, she's going to be pissed. I mean, so when she brought it to me that she had to go to the doctor and my sister had to take her and that she tried to call me, I thought she was going to be like, Dorita, like, you need to keep your phone on, especially when you have my car. But she did no such, she did, she did no such thing. In fact, she really didn't say anything. And so she, um, you know, she, she, she's more pleasant. She's more pleasant to me, and I just think she's more pleasant to me because I've been more pleasant to her, and, and it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, me and my mother, we butted heads for years and years, and um, and it's just due to this program. And I know so many women who have problems with their mom. You know, I think it's just a mom-daughter thing. So I'm just really grateful. Uh, me and my mom's relationship is is really on the up up uh, with up, up up swing right now. So I'm just really grateful. And just lastly, I just wanted to say, I go in today in a couple hours. Um, they found something in my right breast, and so I'm gonna find out today whether or not I have cancer, and I just would like to um, request prayers. I'm not afraid, though. Um, I'm not afraid. The only thing, you know, a little vanity, I'm hoping if I if I have cancer that I, I won't opt for chemo. Uh, my hair is just now starting to grow back, and I, I don't want to, you know, lose it right now. So just a little vanity, but if you guys can please just keep me in your prayers today. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for allowing me to share. Well, thank you, Dorita, and we'll, we will pray with you for you. Um, okay, uh, next up we have Stacy D, or Stacy J, yeah, um, and that'll be followed, she'll be followed by Nancy P. Stacy. Thanks very much for your service, Craig. This is Stacy J, compulsive food addict, uh, and, uh, compulsive reader and food addict from Toronto, Canada. Um, I, I, this paragraph to me describe it's like a portrait of a recovered person. That's what I feel like is being done here is not 
you should be like this necessarily. But if you've worked the steps in sequence um, after putting down, if I work the steps in sequence after putting down my um, my uh, alcoholic foods, this is what emerges. And so it's more to me like taking my temperature of of how things how things might look uh, as a recovered person and. Uh, I've been abstinent for just over six months, and I have a neutrality with food as a result of putting down my alcoholic foods and working the steps quickly and in sequence. That means that um, I am able to behave consistently day after day, and uh, I don't know how I'm going to be in a year. I sure hope I'll be here. Uh, But the one thing that this chapter tells me is that in order for me to be here, I need to make amends if I harm somebody. And I'm reminded of page 84, step 10, or uh, step 10 that uh, the book doesn't say um, if new things arise. It says when things crop up, uh, I ask God to remove, you know, uh, my selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. This, this, This paragraph to me is a reiteration of step 10. And it's also, it has in its essence that an, if, if I've worked these steps in sequence abstinently, then uh, an attitude of selflessness has emerged um, because I, I, can't be, I can't be considerate and helpful if I'm in a selfish attitude unless it's just an act. And I don't feel like it's an act for me today. I feel that it, this has emerged naturally as a result of recovery and uh, that people can see me behave consistently day after day because I'm not on the roller coaster of emotions that the food uh, puts me on. And if things come up, I have, uh, I have a step 10 turnaround to do quickly, uh, or it'll emerge in my nightly review, uh, you know, so that, that there's a means in place so that I'm not on that roller coaster anymore. And if I am, it's a brief time. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Greg, are you there? Uh, yeah, hi. I've had a little trouble on you. Um, thank you. Um, next, we have Nancy P. Nancy? Hey, Craig. Thanks for letting me share. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts. So this um, paragraph is fantastic. So again, after they've seen tangible results. So I've been recovered for a little bit of a while now, and I can tell you that um, when I sort of waited for my family to acknowledge my great achievement, it was like being in a giant echo chamber, like crickets, nobody here, nobody there. And I rem- I, I know, you know, it would be nice if, if, I, if I got acknowledgement, I thought, but, but that, it, you know, that's not how it works. And... Um, and you know we must be careful what does it say we we don't ever pray for ourselves but if we pray for others if we follow these steps will you know things will come to us in great measure um and i don't need praise today what i need to do is work steps 10 and 11 because what i what this says is you know the family will perhaps want to go along, or not in my case. I'm the only compulsive reader in my, in my immediate family. Um, and I, but I, no matter what, I continue to demonstrate um, 
consideration, sobriety, helpfulness, regardless of what happens. And um, what am I want to say here? It's sort of my my brain is saying something and I can't seem to get it out. Um, I guess it's just that I made a decision. God is everything or he is nothing in the beginning. And that's my that's my mantra. That's my banner that I fly under. Um, nothing gets in the way of that today. And it says we fall short of it many times, but luckily, you know, as they also say, you know, just what do we do? Just what do we mean and what do we do? And that's exactly what this book is about. So if I follow these directions precisely and I work all of the steps, I can... The way that I act, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about offending anybody. I don't have to worry about falling short. I just, I don't have to worry. I can be serene, you know, and there's another word for it. I'll give you 9 million guesses. All right, I'll tell you. It's surrender. This is, this paragraph is telling me that I have endless opportunities to surrender. And I do that every day. Sometimes I do it every minute of every day, but I was telling somebody on the phone yesterday, when I surrender, that's an opportunity to get closer to my higher power. And that's the object of the game. That's the object of the whole book is to get a relationship with a power greater than myself that will solve my problems for me. All of them, no matter what. And um, I've found that to be the truth. And the small amount of recovery that I have, um, all the things that have come across my path, I have not needed to turn to food um, as a solution you know, from my restless irritability and discontentment, or is a, it, it's no longer a problem for me. It doesn't exist. It's been removed. And just like what the book says. So I trust the book. Um, and, um, yeah, that's all. That's, I'll pass. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, next, we're going to take another list of names. Um, so who would like to share on this paragraph? Reva P. Hey. Kelly, Kelly F. Carmela Leon B. Leon B. Maya K. Hold on. Barbara E. Maya. Hold on. Who was that that first name? Um, Maya K. Reva P. uh, Yeah, I think it was Reva. And Barbara E. I got you, Barbara. Maya K. Kelly S. Did you get Kelly, Craig? I got I got Kelly. Uh, yeah, Rhea, uh, Reva, Kelly, Carmela, Leon, and Barbara E. Chris B. Chris. Maya K. Maya. Okay. Um, we're gonna stop right there and uh, see what we have for time. Uh, Reva P. Go ahead, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. I love this paragraph, and the words that strike me this morning are tangible and demonstrate. And tangible results, to me, is not just about the weight. It's my behavior. But the biggest thing is this demonstrate. You know, it's so easy, and it was so easy at the beginning, to be kind and tolerant to people at the meetings. And then I would come home, and I remember my husband years ago made a comment 
um, do these people at the meeting know you behave like this? <laughs> because I was not practicing the principles in all my affairs. Um, and working with others includes, you know, everybody, people in program, sponsees, but my family, the people I go to work with. Um, and, you know, this business of being kind and tolerant, considerate, regardless of what other people do, that means even if I'm right, even if what other people are doing is maybe ethically, um, legally wrong, I don't need to get disturbed because when I do get disturbed, it's based on the lie that my serenity, my recovery is dependent on other people as opposed to a power greater than myself. So when it says the object of this book is to help me find a power that will solve my problem, my problem is that I believed and I tend to still believe, and that's why I still need to work the steps over and over and continue and continue, because I fall into the trap of believing that my well-being, the source of my serenity and peace, comes from circumstances and people. So the word demonstrate, I looked up, um, and it says to show the existence of truth by giving proof or evidence and a recovered person, and these are my powers of example, people who walk through difficult times, others around them not behaving the way we would like them to behave, but the truth is I can be serene no matter what because my recovery depends on a power greater than me, and that's the purpose of continuing and continuing to work the steps. And I love how it says, this is something I strive for, I do fall short, but that is my work. That's my lifetime work. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Okay, next up we have uh, Kelly S. Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Craig. It's Kelly S., uh, recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic in Oklahoma. Um, Great stuff on the meeting, guys. Um, needed to hear all this. So um, we all fall much below the standard many times. We must repair the damage immediately, lest we pay the penalty by a spree. So, you know, my higher power speaks to me in so many ways, the literature, um, you guys. And when I keep hearing the same message um, over and over in different ways, you know, <laughs> I have a choice to wake up and hear it, right? So. I was uh, reading this. I'm re-studying the, the doctor's opinion, and yesterday the paragraph was, you know, talking about the soft emotional appeal thing, but the sentence that stood out to me yesterday was, you know, in nearly all cases their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they are to recreate their lives. And what I thought to myself yesterday was, well, it really is if I come in this room, which I did for 30-something years, not understanding the true nature of this disease, but I had a spiritual malady. I wasn't really trying to recreate my life. I was re recreating my body. You know, I wanted to stop compulsively overeating. I wanted to stop binging and purging. I wanted to maintain a normal body weight. I didn't understand I had a spiritual malady. And I didn't understand I was putting this food down to be a different person. So I wasn't trying to recreate my life. And, you know, so then 
that's the whole point of it, right? I'm, I'm trying, as we've been hearing other people share today, thank you for those shares. You know, the whole purpose is to find this relationship with a higher power so I can learn to do life different. And it's, you know, how am I doing it in my homes, my, my occupations, my affairs? And, you know, I love that this says we all fall much. We all, all of us, not just some of us, not just me. And we fall this many times. So not just, you know, occasionally, many times, right? And it's all about my spiritual fitness. I know that when my 10 steps are getting more and more, I have to see, you know, time to lean into God. And I have to remember, this is the stuff. This is the stuff that I have to work on. You know, I don't want to go to bed just abstinent today. You know, I, I have to take care and change my life and be different. And, you know, I love the shows. I, too, would hear people in the line, oh, my family's always talking about how different I am and how great I'm like, uh, my family's not. Hey, have you guys noticed I'm really a lot better than you think I am? You know, my sponsor said to me, are you doing this for the accolades of your family? Are you truly wanting to be a better person? It's like, I wonder what those people on Vision said. Their family's telling them, well, I need to just keep doing the deal. And five years in, I'm telling you, it's just been the last year. I'm going to tell you the truth, but I'm really starting to see the growth and the change. And, and it is hard. And these things do crop up. And I'm grateful today that I understand the true nature and the true solution, which is my higher power in these steps. And I'll wrap up with this, Craig. I have to remember this journey is the destination. I'm never going to arrive. And I get to work these steps every day if I choose to. And I'm leaning into God today. today. Thanks, guys. Pass. Okay, thank you, Kelly. Um, next up, we have Carmela G. Carmela? Thank you so much, Craig. Thank you for your service, and thanks, everyone, for being on the line. Um, my name is Carmela G., a grateful compulsive overeater recovered from New York. Um, I've been in this program since 2013, and I lived my life on self-will, selfishness, get to the top, show everyone how smart I was, I'm credential, all that arrogance. That's what drove me for my entire life. And in 2013, I was in my sixth decade of life, and I really did not know how to live. It is only through this program now, I have a large family. I was knocking them down like pinballs so that they could see that I was queen. I was top of that mountain. And today, it's very strange for my family because to watch the transformation, instead of when having a conversation with family, I zip it up. And I let them speak. I don't interrupt anymore. This is all through the working of this program that taught me a design for living. Imagine living six decades and not knowing how to live. That blew my mind. So now in my seventh decade, it's such a gift. The fears, all of that is surrender. To be maximum service to God and to my fellows. And my family, when I first went in program, said, oh, we would love to invite you over, but we know you're on a diet. Finally, after about six months of being isolated from people because they thought 
my food was the primary, I said, I would love to have your company. And now that is the thing. I've learned the purpose of food, just to nurture my body, just enough to keep me going and strong. But the real thing is our relationships. First, the relationship with God. And I work on that every day. And second, with all others. And that's how I work on it, with being mindful of my reaction and my kindness. And that's step 10 and 11. And that is how I live life. And the rewards are unbelievable. Thank you all for allowing me to share and have a beautiful day. I pass. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, next, we have Leon B. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Craig. This is Leon B. Gratefully recovered from Simpsonville, South Carolina. Um, my car went dead as soon as I unmuted myself to share. So I was able to get it started and I'm on the road. Um, but anyway, some some things that came up to me um, while listening to to the reading was the part about demonstrate that he can be sober, considerate and helpful, regardless of what anyone says or does. And someone said earlier about, you know, seeing tangible results. And all these things just started popping up in my mind. You preach the gospel, and if you must, use words. And another verse, another verse, another line in the big book, about 10 to 20 years of living with a, a drunk, an alcoholic or a, a drunkard will make anyone skeptic. And I'm saying all this because of, um, you know, I've been in this program nearly two years now, abstinent. Um, for 13 years, I have given my life, my wife, I mean, hell. I mean, some serious hell. And and I know that she's she's sort of been in the background. Everyone else, oh, Leon, we love you. Oh, Leon, this, you know. And I may be, you know, in someone else's eyes, great. And my kids love me. I mean, as soon as I hit the door, they run to me. They hug me. My mom and I, our relationship is, is so much better. And I'm waiting for my for my wife to, not that she doesn't love me. She does, loves me with all of her heart. But she's she sort of, she's been laying back, just watching. She, she never cared about the weight. She said, I, I, I like Fat Leon and, and, and Thin Leon. It, it, I loved you out of the way. It was the insanity. It was the, the rage. It was the, the blow-ups. And so she's just sitting back and, and waiting in the cut to see if this man is, is going to return. But over these years, like it says, these things will come to pass naturally and in good time, provided however the alcoholic continues to demonstrate not only can I be sober, but can I be considerate? Can I be helpful? And, and, and two Sundays ago, she was going through something, and I was there. I mean, I did not stay. I was so proud of myself. Sometimes, as husbands, we, we try to fix things. She was going through a problem. I did not say one word. I heard this at a conference that I don't answer questions that don't end in a question mark. And she just wanted to vent and get these things out. And I let her get it out. And then she said, you don't have anything to say? I said, I'm just listening. And then then she asked me for my opinion and what she should do. And I began to lay out with a clear 
sober mind how I saw the situation, was able to help her out. She came home. I've been waiting for this, y'all. Two years. You know, yes, yes, I know I've made a mess for 13, and I've only been right for two, but I have been waiting for her to run into my arms. And she came home and looked at me and said, you are my superhero. And I'm telling you, she has never said it in this way. She said, you are my hero. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've just been waiting. And so I'm going to tell you, keep keep in this program, the miracles happen. I'm not saying you're not going to struggle. I'm going through a struggle right now. Many don't know about. But keep in this program. Stick close to each other. Get your tribe, your 10-step group and we can win this thing called life together. And I pass it back. Okay. Thank you very much, Leon. Um, next, we have Barbara E., followed by Chris B. and Maya, if we have time. Barbara? Star one to unmute, Barbara. So sorry. I thought I was unmuted. Well, for the first two years in program, I told no one about my decision to undertake this plan of action. I was afraid they might laugh or disparage my decision or try to tell me that I had joined a cult. But as I began to trust myself, your sincerity, and truly believe the necessity of placing my faith in God's hands, and I must practice these principles in and take action in my own home, as well as in the fellowship, that things began to change. It is easy to be kind when speaking to a fellow on the phone, but it is much more difficult, at least for me, in my own home, sequestered with my husband and our 50-year-old son. I do know that argument and fault finding should be avoided like the plague. And as my family gradually began to see I was sincere and there was a consistent change in me, that we found there was a way for us to begin to communicate without making it into a confrontation. Unfortunately, as was said, this change couldn't be forced. It had to come naturally. And as I continued to demonstrate daily that I could be imperfectly considerate, kind, helpful, positive, and accepting of their opinions, that our family dynamics began to change. I know it's imperative I try to repair the damage immediately, lest I pay the penalty by at least for me, yet another food spree. I've had enough food sprees in my life, enough recriminations, enough remorse, enough firm resolutions, enough family discord, inevitably followed by yet another spree to convince me that this program is the only way to bring peace and harmony into my home and my heart and to remain abstinent around food. One of our many OA sayings is, I came for the vanity and I stayed for the sanity. How true. Every morning I wake up and pray for the sanity to be granted me to do my best to be a good person, a good caring wife and mother, and a helpful member of the fellowship. And I know the only way to do any of these things with any consistency is to trust God and to remember Either God is everything or I am, and God knows I'm not. I'm a good egg, but I'm slightly cracked, 
And when I'm in my own head, I'm in a dangerous neighborhood. But I'm with, when I'm with God, I'm in good company. Thank you. Have a blessed day I pass. Okay. Thank you. Um, all right. Next up, we have uh, uh, Chris B., uh, followed by Maya at this time. Chris? Good morning, everyone. Thank you for your service. Chris B., grateful and possible for a year in recovery here in St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you for the reading. And my goodness, I only knew um, one thing in terms of relationships before a spiritual awakening, and that was um, black or white. It was all or nothing. Either I liked you and I thought you liked me because I had superhuman powers to read everyone's mind, or uh, we were on the outs. And that was even for my family and my friends. Um, I actually lived with my parents for the better part of four years um, during for the last five years of recovery before I recently moved out here about four months ago. And I thought that would have been impossible um, before having a spiritual awakening. I'm working with a sponsor. That was where my newfound relationship began and uh, helping a sponsee and many sponsees. Um, that was about building relationships and um, working with other sponsors in my network and in my tribe to keep us sober, to see how we could help this guy and fellow compulsive overeaters stay sober with food or help a problem I didn't have experience with and how we could grow closer to our higher power, how we could bring God into it because I sure was lost without it. And that definitely didn't mean I wouldn't fall to <laughs> the, I guess, proverbial olive branch of getting upset or, um, or I mean some inventory because of uh, my own things. Uh, like my sponsees, are very much teachers. <laughs> my sponsor was a teacher. Good God, my family was definitely, um, I would say my mother, the Italian mother I love very much, was the professor I used to call her of all professors. Uh, she taught me more about myself and <laughs> who I was than anything. And there were times where um, you know, the the old joke is like, but how's the gym going? How's your, your, uh, your diet? And did you get enough to eat? I mean, that was, um, <laughs> those are things that used to irk me, I guess, in year one of following a food plan and, and cultivating a relationship that was completely new to me at that time with the higher power, with God, my best friend that's got me in every area. And uh, just couldn't be more grateful to, to share that with you all and, and absorb some of the energy. Uh, there is a lot of love in the world today and a lot of love is needed. And um, I think I heard 400-something on the line. I am uh, just a very, very grateful to be here with you and to share and to hear everyone and to hear the love that is on this line and just to try to fathom it with God <laughs> as God is present right here in this moment. Thank you all very much. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, Chris. Maya, we've got less than a minute. Do you or no, we don't even have that now. Um, so I think we're gonna just stop right there and invite you to stay and share in the second hour. Um, thanks thanks to everybody who shared. Please join us in a second for a second re unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today's date, which is March twenty fourth, twenty twenty. It's 14,003.
14,300-14300. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Uh, will uh, Nancy P. please uh, read from Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Sure. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will still come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.